You're listening to On Mission with Dr. Matt Davis, a podcast designed to explore the personal mission of everyday leaders. Hear from men and women who are making a difference in their corner of the world and discover what keeps them on mission. Welcome to On Mission with Matt Davis. I'm Jonathan Sheely for a special Thanksgiving episode. Yeah, I feel like we should have a, a meal. A turkey. This is a major missed opportunity. Actually, it is. <laughs> we have our best ideas during the show. But here on campus, actually, today is the special Thanksgiving meal in oh, the dining right. room. So maybe right after we finish here, we can we'll go start upstairs, smelling the stuffing. Begin festivities. Yeah. It's hard. To, do you remember that week before Thanksgiving when you were a college student? Oh, my goodness. It's just a run to Friday. Oh, it's brutal. It's the longest week ever, probably. It's worse, actually, than finals. I just heard a student say, I got nothing but tests the next two days. <laughs> and a staff member that was standing next to him who graduated several years ago just looked, looked at him and said, well, better you have them now than during the week of Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, well, well, they get the whole week off. would that be? Yeah, they, they get, get the whole week. We didn't get the whole week. Neither did I. Neither did I. And then you had to like, then for me, it's an eight-hour trip back home to Kansas City. So oh, you, like, you, had to you were driving calculate. on Wednesday and then on Sunday again. Yeah. So that's really not much of a... Well, back in my day, <laughs> they gave you a Thursday off and that was it. You were back in class on Friday. What? <laughs> so you really didn't that's go home criminal. at all. Now there's a whole week for Thanksgiving. And uh, my concern is... That when they come back, will they be able to focus, right? Mm. Like, that's the big thing. And I'm talking about the faculty, obviously. Yeah. So <laughs> we uh, we will do our best. They've already started decorating for Christmas. The, the campus looks beautiful. And uh, the weather hasn't really gotten too cold yet this fall. And so I know, it's just yesterday really been 60. beautiful. Yeah, it's been a beautiful time of year. And, and, and this is a great... Uh, time of year. And we wanted to do kind of a special episode of the On Mission podcast, sort of a side mission, if you will, mm -hmm. and take a break from our normal programming with a guest and just kind of take stock of some things in regards to Thanksgiving. And so this will hopefully be a blessing. I know it's been a blessing to us. And I thought we could start out by just kind of being thankful for a great season so yeah, far. Really, some really awesome conversations with some amazing people. You know, the show is kind of dependent on who we can get at the time that you and I are both free. Yeah. Uh, yes. Or one of us is free. <laughs> at least one of us. <laughs> yeah. And then we have so many uh, wonderful opportunities with folks coming on campus. And I feel like yeah. there were some really great, especially two or three that I thought were some of exactly what we were looking for in this show as far as showing people who were on mission. Yeah. And I, I don't know if I ever in my wildest dreams thought that this podcast would develop the way that it has. I, I hoped that there would be some interesting people that we could talk to, but there's so many people and even behind the scenes that work so hard to make this a reality. I'm very thankful for the team that we have and mm. uh, folks that, that work to line up our guests and prepare them, give them an idea of you know what to expect and to kind of think through. And that all just works together for a, a great product, a great outcome. And this season has been dynamic with that. And I, I think of the two uh, off right off the bat kind of special episodes we did on recapping some Global Encounters missions trips from oh, this man. last summer. Mm -hmm. And we had a special episode with the Kyrgyzstan team with the pills. And we talked to, uh, let's see, was it Taylor that was in here? And Mike, Mike Davis yeah. was with yeah. us on that one. And we kind of talked through what God did on that trip. And then we had the Morrises and... Uh, 
that was incredible to talk about the Mexico trip. I mean, we had some adventures in the Kyrgyzstan trip with riding wild horses. Well, okay, maybe not wild horses, but they seem very wild <laughs> to me. Uh, horses along the mountains of Kyrgyzstan. And, you know, I might have thought that that was a little bit life-threatening. I was glad my wife wasn't with me at that very moment. She would have uh, probably had a heart attack, see her son and her husband doing that craziness. But uh, then I heard about the adventures that the team from Mexico had, and it's Everything I was involved with kind of paled in comparison. Vanilla. <laughs> yeah, like a literal <laughs> volcano, right? You know, erupts and waylays their travel plans for several days, and just how are we going to get home? So, but but their experience uh, really highlighted God's goodness in all of that to give us not just not just to give us those opportunities, but to see what God is doing around the world and yeah. to understand and realize. That the things you see in your small circle of influence or, or um, awareness really is just scratching the surface of what God's doing around the world. I just feel like it's a global encounters is a distillation of Maranatha's mission in of itself. Yeah. Being able to go and connect with missionaries overseas and exposing the students to how the mission is being perfected in so many different ways that you really can't imagine when you're sitting in class on a Tuesday morning. No. It's the context that brings sort of life to the academic concepts. Right. Right. So those were fantastic episodes. We had an episode with Mrs. Claudia Barba. Yeah. That was probably one of the most challenging interviews personally to sit in. Mm. You know, I'm sitting in and we're on the show and I'm feeling personally challenged yes. in my my habits for evangelism and yeah. even the way that I think about evangelism. And she was just so humble about it. That really wasn't her goal. The goal wasn't to point out anything for anyone else. It was just explaining how she and her husband have lived. And, you know, that was a that's a blessing um, itself because they were there for the first Flourish conference and uh, and yeah. have her here on campus to be with other ministry ladies and Boy, what a blessing that was to even for the campus before we really got started in the school year. But yeah, she she was really great. That was a that was a neat t- testimony. Yeah, and so, some people are like you know the spotter in the gym that's yelling "Go go go!" You know, motivators of kind of rah rah coaches type people. Other people are motivational just by telling you who they are mm-hmm. and how they approach life. And I came away with that very challenged, uh, as you said my own approach to personal evangelism in the local church and supporting others and just being a servant. That was a very compelling episode for sure. And right on the heels of that, having the alumni of the year, Mike High in on the show, boy, what a cool testimony. Someone who has been uh, so faithful for such a long time. And and the something that I loved about his testimony is that he has kept his head down in the sense that he— he he's very professional. He's, he's very not trying to be famous. No, he's yeah. good at what he's done, and that's the Maranatha mission itself as well. Where we don't graduate students intending to go out and have you know massive names and followings, and certainly not for the glory in the world sense. But even just within our own world, within our own subculture, a guy like Mike, he's doing exactly what we want. Our graduates to do. Yeah. And I think when we get into eternity, <laughs> we're going to find out that on the Lord's scale of success, it's a very different measurement than mm. the way that the world 
would give fame, fortune, and power to people on a very different basis. Mike has taught the fourth grade for his entire career. Yeah. 40 years in the fourth grade, I guess 41, counting his own (laughs) fourth grade year. But uh, that is just an incredible testimony of faithfulness. And to hear him talk about how he views those students and what he's trying to accomplish in the classroom. And think about the stability uh, of a male elementary teacher. Yeah, not an easy job. Yeah, it's a pivotal time too, that fourth grade where they're they're not the kids anymore. My mom was a first and second grade teacher and she always said that it's as much parenting or uh, teaching the parents as it is the students (laughs) at that age. But they're not quite to middle school and high school yet and they're just getting in started into uh, maybe some deeper topics and boy, what a great time to have a guy like Mike. Yeah, that's that's pretty pivotal, and uh, that was a that was a great episode. You'll want to check that one out for sure. We had the Andersons on, Doctor and Mrs. Anderson. You got to take that one solo. Yeah, and <laughs> so I, sometimes the episodes are biographical by nature. Sometimes they're more philosophical, as we talk about mission mm-hmm. and and ethics and philosophies. Sometimes they're educational, and we're talking to someone who just has an expertise in a different area. But that one. I wasn't sure what what direction it would go, and mm-hmm. I wanted to have both of them on. And my only agenda coming in was to see if Mrs. Anderson would share her side of the story. Yeah, and I had heard bits and pieces of her side of the story, and I had heard him tell his side of the story many times. But you'll want to definitely check that episode out because I think it was just one of the most heartfelt and genuine and just funny, uh, entertaining, (laughs) you know, uh, stories of God's goodness and grace, um, and in a very unexpected way. Yeah. And, and it's a neat story of, um, unexpected turns on their side. And, you know, we have seen Dr. Anderson here on campus, you know, over the past decade for myself, uh, you know, a lot because he's been a, a very passionate board member, very yeah. involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Pastor you don't, at a partnering church where a lot of our students have gone. Right. But you don't necessarily see the whole family. And no. so for her to come on, it's been good to, to get uh, get to know her on campus. Yeah. And I, if, if you want to get to know the Andersons, you know, Dr. Anderson, our president, if you want to get to know, you say, what's the deal with this guy? Yeah. That's a great episode it's to check out. Sort of peel the curtain back and show a little bit of the personality and all of that. So very good uh, uh, episode. And they talked a lot about how to follow the Lord's leading, mm-hmm. what that looks like in a very practical sense. Mm-hmm. And they've had some turns. Yeah. yeah. Well, and speaking of turns, uh, the episode with Mark Pitts. Oh, man. Former missionary yeah. to Australia. And uh, I heard I heard a great joke yesterday about Australia. Can I, sure. can I take a Go side, side mission a to the of side mission? <laughs> this guy said he was um, interviewing for dual citizenship with Australia. And the uh, consular general asked him a question, do you have a criminal background? And he said, why is that still required? (laughs) (laughs) Come on. That's good. That's good and bad at the same time. That's a great dad joke right there. (laughs) But I wish I had known that joke when when we had the episode with Mark. That's one of those things. You'd have gotten him a face palm at it. Oh, yeah. yeah. He would have got it. But he was so relaxed, though. Yes. Chill. Very chill. Yeah. But I had, I mean, sometimes you ask questions and you know where you're going. And for a lawyer, that's kind of like rule number one. You know, never ask a question you don't know the answer. 
And as we talked, I had bits and pieces of his story in mind, but didn't really know how it all unfolded. Mm -hmm. And so just kind of in asking some questions about that, he was so transparent and open in wrestling through a cancer diagnosis on the field and how it happened to have taken place at a time when he was utterly and completely alone. Mm -hmm. And how it's one thing to go through challenges in life when you're surrounded by friends and family that can support you. It's a totally other thing when you have no one but God to depend upon in that moment. And it was such a compelling and really emotionally impactful um, episode. And that those moments in particular, I mean, I'm, I'm res- responding emotionally yeah. now just thinking about it, that... Um, how, how does a person have the strength to hold on to their faith through moments of life that, that seem to challenge the assumptions that we have about yeah. what life should be and how it's supposed to go for somebody who does all the right things? I remember in college, um, a speaker in chapel saying something to the effect of, you've got to know what you believe before something bad happens. Because once you're in that bad situation or that unpredictable situation, that's not a time to be discovering what you believe. (laughs) And and in this situation, I, I was struck by the fact that in some ways, we think of being alone at the beginning of that challenge, that time with, of cancer, as like a, a rough time. It exposed his reliance on God right away. Yeah. And, right away. And then ultimately, obviously, the church family, his personal family, is able to come alongside and, and they walk that journey together. That really, more than any other conversation we've had in six seasons yeah. of the podcast, that conversation was one of the most just vividly gripping um, moments. Uh, And again, kind of the biographical, but really in an illustration of that question about mission in life. And do you have a mission Mm -hmm. that can survive the challenges that life throws at you? And it it provides a framework to make decisions Mm -hmm. during these things. Mm -hmm. We talk about accomplishments you know, your mission guides your accomplishments and the, the things that you're chasing, but it also guides those moments of triage. Yeah. When you don't know the details, when you don't know what you were supposed to have done to plan for this situation, that's where your mission comes in. And and thankfully, God doesn't expect us to be a finished product. Mm. Like the moment we accept Christ as our Savior, we don't become the automatic super Christian knows it all. We have a lifetime to discover the grace of God unfolded to us and for us to grow spiritually in that kind of ongoing process of sanctification. And, and that's when we begin to realize that the challenges of life produce more spiritual growth than the, the nice, soft, easy valleys of life where mm-hmm. we just, you know, sort of coast along uh, without real needs to rely upon God's grace, which is a misnomer, but just in our own perception of that. That episode is one that I have referred to dozens of times Mm. in conversations with people since, and it really is one that you ought to go back and and listen to. If you listen to it already, go, go watch it again, listen to it again. And, uh, and that will really be a good blessing and challenge to you. So it's been, it's been good. I, I appreciate 
the opportunity to kind of think back about some of these great episodes we've had. Uh, we've done some innovative things here in season six. We've gotten a lot more going with YouTube. Mm -hmm. And so we are, uh, we, of course, kind of our format, people are kind of wondering like, how does it work? Uh, is it a podcast? Is it a video? You know, what's the, what's the deal? <laughs> well, the answer is yes. Yes. <laughs> and we, we certainly started as an audio only podcast and we're distributing through all those channels, although they're shrinking. Google yeah. podcast is going away out here soon, actually. Yeah. And so Spotify and, you know, Apple, Apple and mm -hmm. all the other places you can get it uh, syndicated. Certainly those will continue, but we're also, at least most episodes, able to live stream. And we generally record on Thursday mornings. Yep. And so if you subscribe to the On Mission podcast live um, YouTube channel, then you'll get notifications about those live streams and you can tune in and watch it live. And we always do something special for that with the backstage portion of the program where we talk to our guests off the record, so to speak. And that's only for the live stream audience. Right. That stuff gets cut off. Yeah, we cut that off uh, in the audio version. And then later on when we published kind of the polished video version right. on our channel, that part won't be on there. And so if you want to see kind of the unvarnished, that's where I tell really great jokes and stories, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> much like the one you just heard. Right, right. And uh, we definitely um, have a good time with that part of the program as we await the live stream audiences, you know, tuning in. So that's uh, something we expect to expand our YouTube and the video presence. We are actually, we have recordings of most of, you know, several seasons worth mm -hmm. of episodes. And so we're kind of working through that backlog and publishing those as we have opportunity. So good opportunity to check out the video side on YouTube. And uh, kind of the chopped up sort of shorts and reels that are going out. We have a great team of students that are helping us with that and finding those kind of golden nuggets of yeah. encapsulated truth and uh, trying to be influential in the sense of almost a teaching aspect to those where we can take and distill down into a short video segment, something that might be a challenge or an encouragement to somebody that day as they come across it on social media. But not give the whole episode away so that you have to actually go listen to it and watch it. Cause you know, like if you listen to a <laughs> snippet of Mrs. Barba, you're going to get some gold, but boy, there's a whole there lot more a whole there. Lot more. Yeah. She's developed her arguments yeah. a lot more than just a 45 <laughs> second clip. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It, but maybe that's how some folks will discover. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, that'll be a great thing. Speaking of, we don't like to stand still here. Maranatha is a very innovative place. And I should take a minute to let folks know that there is something very big coming around the corner. And we are going to launch a new initiative, uh, the first of the year, that will be a blessing to everybody, not just to those that are college age and want to finish a degree. We are putting together a major uh, platform, and I am really excited about this. I've only been working on it for about eight years. I was going to say, it's like a career thing for you. <laughs> so, I think I could retire once this finally comes out. <laughs> no, no, dude. But yeah, well, okay. <laughs> Don't give me a few more years. I, I did joke. We just finished our accreditation visit. Yeah. Our site visit for 10-year reaffirmation. You have to do this every five, 10 years, depending on your timeline. And we're now into the the stretch of where we don't have to do it, but just every 10 years. Hmm. And so we just finished the site visit, and I joked with the team in relief as, the, as, as we finished all of that. I said, all right, 
you have to do this again in 10 years. Okay. I'm retiring in nine years. Like <laughs> there's no way I want to do this again. It's brutal. It's very hard. And, uh, I'm thankful that we had the team we had, but it was time to pass a baton to somebody else in nine years. Then they can hire me back in 11 years. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I come back. I'll different... do a two year sabbatical. <laughs> Handle all of that. Well, don't take any notes on that one, okay? He didn't sign anything on that. No. Uh, Well, we'll just see how it happens. But But actually, speaking of things to be thankful for, the way that this site visit went went really well. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, one thing that I was really encouraged by was hearing the students because the the team has to listen to the students and their perspective on campus life and the education. And to hear them talk about the faculty interactions, you know, we talk about that a lot on the staff side, you know, in promotion. And I experienced that when I was a student, mm-hmm. but it's nice to know that it's still happening, you know, and from and the it's students. it's still important. And it's still Vital. important. Mm-hmm. And it's it's still what brings students to Maranatha. It keeps them here. Yeah. Right. And I, you got to go to those meetings. They, they told me I wasn't allowed in the ones yeah, yeah. with the students. So, you know, I had to kind of just be nervous and chew my fingernails. <laughs> like, okay. And I was like, who's in there? You know? <laughs> Okay, good. But, uh, no, I, I think it went very, very well. All reports uh, so far, of course, we don't have the, the outcome, yeah. but you're right. Um, it, it is always good to take stock. And we we prayed every day as we worked on the accreditation materials, Lord, help us to accurately portray and articulate what you are doing mm-hmm. through mm-hmm. through Maranatha. And it's a very comprehensive analysis and uh, I, I believe that that was accomplished. And yeah. so the team that came were very sympathetic. All of them actually are professors at Christian colleges of different stripes and, and uh, styles that are out there. Yeah. And uh, that was a God thing in and mm-hmm. of itself, if Absolutely. I could put it that way. I mean, a great answer to prayer. And so we'll see. I, I have optimistic that yeah. everything will be fine. But at this moment, as I sit here, I don't know what the outcome would be. So just like in a lot of places of life, that's you, you kind of have to be comfortable with the uncomfortable. It's like submitting your test at the end of finals and not knowing which grade is yet. Yeah. We were talking about that in small group on Wednesday. <laughs> What's the right way to pray at that point? Like, <laughs> pray for Lord, a soft delivery of the Lord, answer. <laughs> uh, if I got anything wrong, could you change it for me? Uh, I don't know. Or, or we... I said, really, the only biblical prayer to that is just, you know, even so, Lord, come quickly, you know, (laughs) if you really bombed it. So that'll change your prayer life. But as I said, there is something very big coming around the corner. So like you're the communications marketing guy. What's the timeline for when people start seeing about that? You're going to start seeing things. So this is going to be recorded. They're released the week of Thanksgiving. Right. Next week, you'll start to see some things coming out and you'll be wanting to watch the social media feeds. Yep. And then in the not too distant future, there will be some announcements on the homepage of the website. Oh boy. Well, I, I just couldn't be more excited about it. Uh, this is going to be an extension of our mission. Absolutely. And very compatible with it, accomplishing the mission to an even broader extent than we've ever been able to do before. And, uh, it's, it's a lot of hard work from a lot of people that has gone into this, and it's it's very fun to be right here on the verge of going public with that. And and it's in addition to what we already do. Yeah, and there's right? and nobody has this. Right. right. Nobody has this. So very yeah. Maranatha exclusive thing. I'm sure that 
everyone will have oh them. yeah, yeah it, it's it, like copycat. it's like you know 35 years ago when we got accreditation as right. soon as we did that yeah. everyone else started oh yeah. man maybe we ought to do that now all the cool kids do it yep we, we took a little bit of flag for that i don't yeah, know if we you did. realize i hope we won't take the flag for this the apologies have not been forthcoming i don't, I don't know I, I keep checking the mail all right so let, let's talk about thanksgiving. thanksgiving what what are your thanksgiving traditions you know um as a kid thanksgiving I don't have real distinct Thanksgiving traditions, but as an adult, uh, my wife and I have established some things. Yeah. Uh, because we had a, you know, we're our own family. And mm -hmm. so I, I'm, I don't know if you know this, but I smoke meat. Sorry. Well, I we're smoke, not smokers. Right I here. smoke meat. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. and I said that specifically. Uh, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I know we've talked about it a, a few smoker. times yeah, uh, yeah, on the show. I, I think uh, I know that. But uh, yeah, so I'm never going back. I actually smoke the turkey. Um, you do for, for yeah for real. I I was not a huge fan of turkey before I started smoking it, and now I I yeah I right, love but, it. Okay, then help me with something because okay. every time I eat smoked meat, um, I I just can't get that taste out of my mouth like for the, the smoky flavor. Yeah, like mm -hmm. for days. Oh really? <laughs> it's like it just yeah, stays sure. with you, right? Like, well, is that a I, feature? Listen, I don't think you've ever had my. Well, actually, you have. You've I had have, my pork, but yeah, you know good. what? The thing is that smoked meat, when it's done well, uh, there's two different kinds of smoke. And anyone who's ever smoked, like we talked about this with uh, Dr. Sherman. Okay, if you can see the smoke, right? Like if it's like white. Yeah. That's dirty smoke. Oh, you don't want And that. most people, when they think smoke, that's what they think. And mm. you're not supposed to taste that. That's like having right. creosote in your mouth, yeah. right? <laughs> exactly. no, no one wants that. <laughs> but if you have nice, pure, almost blue smoke. Blue smoke. Yeah. So that's going to be nice and light. And that, that, but then obviously smoked meat, it's all about how you put the, the, the sides with it and everything. Yeah. And I think it's just a perfect addition. So my, my father-in-law, uh, one of the traditions that I have like come into my father-in-law has a specific recipe for uh, for dressing that his father gave him. And so, like, uh, I don't know how many years ago it was, I learned to make that. So now it's, like, being passed down to me. Oh, there's that, that's the tradition. Part, right. And now okay. that's the tradition. So not, so m between dad and I, we've got, we've got, like, the two major things covered. All right. So I looked up, and on the internet, you can find things. And... <laughs> <laughs> they said these are the top 10 American Thanksgiving traditions. Okay. All right. So let's see how many of these we, we relate to. Okay. All right. Number one, watch the parade. Oh, I did that as a kid for sure. Yeah, as I mean, a kid. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, break the turkey wishbone for good luck. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know how you could do that I, the day of because you have to let it dry out, don't you, before it'll even really uh, Yeah, if you want to hear a real big snap, yeah. I mean, so you can get it. It kind of bends and save stuff. save last year's wishbone until mm -hmm. this year and then- And right. there's a, there's a like, you know- So explain this. So the wishbone is this kind of V-shaped thing uh -huh. and you- one one person grabs one and the other gr grabs the other. Yeah. And then which one is the winner? Right? Whichever one gets the 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 fork at the top, the right? Top. So if you get yeah. the top portion, which there's a there's like a strategy to it, right? It's how you grab it. If you grab it like Oh, really? You know, yeah, You're manipulating absolutely. big time. It's supposed to be random. Sure, you're, you're but like it's luck on the, the it's luck too. Break. That's you know, the, if you grab it on the tip, you're not going to get it. But if you grab it all the way at the but top, but what's the superstition? Like what what is it that if you get that top part, what do you what do you win? So, when, in my family, if you if you won that competition, you were guaranteed the turkey leg. That's what everybody wants. That's what I always wanted. 
<laughs> okay. All right. Breaking the turkey wishbone. That's number two. <laughs> number three, eat a traditional Thanksgiving meal, roast turkey. And I have in parentheses, not fried. Have you ever tried <laughs> to fry the turkey? I've not. My, my grandfather did one year when I was a kid, and it was a wild turkey that he had shot. Um, and so like, I feel Moist like. Moist and delicious doesn't always go with. Right. So I feel fried. like to me, that was not a good, there were too many variables, right? That was the first time that I had a wild turkey. And the first time I. So you're not sure I, if it was the exactly. wildness or the friedness. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, exactly. There, there's always like the fire departments always <laughs> do a PSA right. around Thanksgiving time. Like do not put a frozen turkey into the fryer <laughs> and they always show the big it's, bursting into flames. Right. And it's not spontaneous combustion. It's intentional <laughs> and you're the one, you're the problem. <laughs> All right. Number four. And I guarantee you, I, I hardcore believer in this one. Take a nap. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> right. That's si there's science behind that one. Uh, number five, share what you are thankful for. Oh, well, yeah, obviously. Okay. So like the purpose. Yeah. I actually don't like doing that at the meal time. So like with my family. <laughs> are getting cold. <laughs> yeah. So like you got to get things out. You got to get st start eating stuff. But then also like my family, we have a gap between eating the meal and when you have dessert because the meal is too big to actually oh, you enjoy dessert. If, if you're ready to eat dessert right after the meal, then you haven't eaten enough. Right. Anarchy, <laughs> right? That's what that is. So we always do that with the dessert side. Right, like you say My things. My stomach is starting to rumble. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think it's almost this. lunch. <laughs> All right. Um, watch a football game. Yeah, I think it depends on the year for me. Um, yeah. So two, So for people who don't know, um, there's two teams that always play on Thanksgiving, the Lions mm -hmm. right, and the Cowboys. I wouldn't know that one. Pretty sure the Cowboys. And so they play against who they play against rotates, but it's always those, right. those two teams. Mm -hmm. And so depend on who's good and what year. This year it might be entertaining because usually the Lions are terrible, right? But they're pretty good this year. Yeah, so we got to. I might actually it. tune in and watch. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> and for me, it always depends on if you're having Thanksgiving like lunch meal or Thanksgiving dinner meal, and that oh. kind of depended on whose family we were going to and travel and everything. Yeah. Well, yeah. Usually it's like a one o'clock mm -hmm. thing. All right. Uh, spend time with friends. Sure. Okay, it's kind of generic. Have you ever done Friendsgiving instead uh, of family Thanksgiving? Yeah, that was part of the paragraph. I didn't really know what that that was. So no, like I've never done that. People who don't have family near or can't get to each other, Yeah. then you just oh. invite a bunch of friends over instead. Well, one year I remember in, in Florida, we didn't have any family in town. And so Dr. Gibbs took everybody to the super fancy restaurant at the airport. It was a, a hotel, air, airport hotel. Oh, sure, sure. And it was a rotating oh, yeah. hotel at the top. The view like changes. the restaurant was, yeah. the, the floor and everything moves and it's glass all the way around. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a buffet. So you would, you would leave your table, go to the buffet. The center part where the buffet was didn't move. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. So, so, so you like got your food and then you turn around to go back to your table and it's not there anymore. <laughs> So you're like, wait a minute, where am I? You search for your family the rest of the time. Where, where, where'd they go? Yeah. But no, that, okay. Well, that, that's a good one. And I, so when I, one year, when, a couple of years in college, because we had a shorter break, I actually stayed here in town. Oh. So I went to the Browns house for Thanksgiving one year. Oh, nice. And then- um, That was nice of them. Oh, yeah. And I wasn't the only one. There was a couple other students that were there. Um, and then I was with the Millers one year too. Very cool. So. All right. Number eight. Run a turkey trot 5K. No, no. No, not me. <laughs> Sorry. No. I'm doing the couch to 5K program. 
Currently, I'm on the couch part of that program. (laughs) (laughs) And listen, it's not because I don't believe in working out. I do enjoy working out and running and everything. Yeah. But not on a holiday. Well, you could you could hurt yourself eating I, like that and then going out and running. Listen, That's not healthy. I believe in doing everything 100%. And if I'm going to gorge myself <laughs> on food on Thanksgiving, I'm not going to work out that more. <laughs> Give it your all. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Number nine, shop till you drop on Black Friday. Oh, least You favorite. ever done Black Friday? Oh, I hate it. You ever it's, done like get up at four in the yes, morning and I get the doorbusters? When I was uh, maybe in, in junior high... I don't even remember what video game it was, but there was a video game coming out. And so I went with the friends. I didn't even have a game system. So I I was just there for the fan, the friend time. I, I was yeah. never again. Besides, I do my shopping online. I, I'm looking, I, I'm always rooting for like there to be a mass like melee of people just breaking down the doors and yeah. somebody taking a video, you know, of the oh, chaos yeah. of people running into the store. For some cities, it doesn't take Black Friday for that. <laughs> <laughs> These days, that's not a bit, that's a different kind of deal. They're not, uh, they're, they're doing the self-checkout, but they're not actually. But I'm, I'm, okay, so I'm bigger on Cyber Monday than I am on Black Friday. There you go. Right. I'm with you on that one. And then number 10, kind of a feel good, give back. To okay. do like the food drive or support oh, yeah. a charity. They do like mm-hmm. giving Tuesday ahead of it. So yeah, that's, I, I'm all for that. Like, that's I, always, I always thought it'd be cool. I don't have a setup for this, but I always thought it'd be cool to like host a bunch of people who maybe wouldn't have access to a Thanksgiving dinner. Like I like making lots of food. My wife and I like to host. So I always yeah. thought it'd be kind of cool, but you would need a big smoker for that. I don't well, you big... guys can put on a nice spread. The problem is like, identifying. Yeah. Who would you have who, come? Right. I, I really appreciate it. A lot of our faculty and staff will reach out. We've got international students that mm-hmm. have no ability to go home, mm-hmm. you know, really home, home. So you provide a home away from home and right. that's a great way to give back and certainly in the spirit of the holiday. Mm-hmm. So, all right, those are our American Thanksgiving traditions, but do you know even how Thanksgiving started? It is a uniquely American holiday. And I, I think Going all the way back to really Continental Congress, they did in 1777, all the way back. Oh, wow. Yeah, the first Continental Congress proclamation of a day of Thanksgiving. And they did it consistently from 77 until until 1784. And then uh, it kind of took a pause, like at that point in history. Yeah. And George Washington, first president, does a Thanksgiving proclamation in 1789. And so the Constitution is kind of circulating at that point. You've got, you know, the the country is very new and freshly out of the Revolutionary War. And so the founders in the Continental Congress, and when you read what they had to say, it is so clear their dependence on God, Mm -hmm. their belief To the core of their belief, not just for political points, it was not politically popular to be an American at that time at all. And even before, while the whole thing was very much in doubt, 1777, right? Mm -hmm. We've declared independence, but not won it yet. And they are talking about thanking God for these wonderful blessings. So Washington gives this declaration, and then it kind of goes quiet. Like for the next 70 years, nobody does much with wow. the Thanksgiving, there's not a holiday, there's not these proclamations, until Abraham Lincoln comes along. Hmm. And it's really 1863-ish that we kind of point to now as the traditional start of the current Thanksgiving holiday. But 
kind of interesting. It wasn't just Lincoln doing these Thanksgiving proclamations. During the Civil War, almost after every significant battle, it wasn't really like, oh, it's the fourth Thursday of November. Sure. No, it was like April. They'd have a big battle. They'd win and they'd do a Thanksgiving proclamation. They'd thank God for the victory. Lincoln was doing that. He did it several times. And Jefferson Davis was also doing, no relation, uh, was also (laughs) doing that during the Civil War. It, It was 1861. He was issuing celebration proclamations uh, of Thanksgiving during the Civil War. But by 1863, he was not doing that as much. And it was actually Lincoln that starts to do it. And that's really kind of the true beginning of the national holiday. Uh, Really, though, I look at it as a resurrection of the idea that Mm -hmm. really the founders and even our first president, George Washington, did. Um, I want to... I want to read you some of this. This is so unbelievable. So 1777, November 1st, 1777. For as much as it is indispensable duty of all men to adore the superintending providence of Almighty God, to acknowledge with gratitude their obligation to him for benefits received, and to implore such further blessings as they stand in need of, And it having pleased him in his abundant mercy, not only to continue to us the innumerable bounties of his common providence, what great language, right? Yeah. But also to smile upon us in the prosecution of a just and necessary war. And here all of a sudden we get into some politics, right? (laughs) For the defense and establishment of our unalienable rights and liberties, particularly in that he hath been pleased in so much great measure to prosper the means used for the support of our troops and to crown our arms with most signal success. It is therefore recommended to the legislative and executive powers of these United States to set apart Thursday, the 18th day of December, December that December. time, <laughs> wow. for solemn thanksgiving and praise that at one time and with one voice, the good people may express the grateful feelings of their hearts and consecrate themselves to the service of their divine benefactor. Hmm. Is there any question where the founders no. stood on that? Wow. And even the idea that we're asking the Congress and the executive branches to declare this and to yeah. promote this. Uh, now, somebody try and tell me about separation of church and state, right? Like, yeah. this is very clear where the founders were at. Uh, so then you get to Lincoln and Lincoln's proclamation on October 3rd, 1863. And you can see the whole thing online, but let me kind of give you, he, he goes through rehearsing the blessings of provision and, and, and very oddly, he thanks God for the fact that even though they're fighting a horrible civil war, that they haven't been attacked by any other countries. Hmm. And he says, you know, kind of makes the point that they could think we were maybe distracted and seize upon an opportunity. And he said, I'm thankful that that didn't happen. Well, that's some perspective, right? Like as bad as it is, it's not worse. (laughs) So that's pretty good. Then he goes on to, to conclude. No human counsel hath devised nor hath any mortal hand worked out these great things. They are the gracious gifts of the Most High God, who, while dealing with us in anger for our sins, hath nevertheless remembered mercy. It has seemed to me fit and proper that they should be solemnly, reverently, and gratefully acknowledged as with one heart and one voice by the whole American people. 
I do therefore invite my fellow citizens in every part of the United States and also those who are at sea or those sojourning in foreign lands to set apart and observe the last Thursday of November, which is where we get our traditional date, next as a day of thanksgiving and praise to our beneficent Father, capitalized Father, who dwelleth in the heavens. Wow. I mean, that's pretty again, clear. No question, right? Where they ascribed the success of the nation at that time and as, of all the prosperity that we enjoy. So, since Lincoln did that in '63, every president since has issued a proclamation on Thanksgiving. I mean, you go back even 2020, right? Terrible year of COVID. Right. President Trump on Thanksgiving Day, we thank God for the abundant blessings in our lives. As we gather with family and friends to celebrate this season of generosity, hope, and gratitude, we commemorate America's founding traditions of faith, family, and friendship, and give thanks for the principles of freedom, liberty, and democracy that make our country exceptional in the history of the world. President Biden did one last year, and we expect we'll do one again this year as well. And I think it's very interesting that at a time like Thanksgiving, the atheists are absent. What do you have to be thankful for beyond yourself? And that's what Thanksgiving ought to be about. So this this Thanksgiving, I hope that Christian people will acknowledge those good blessings from God, and then along with that, uh, take the time to recognize them. Uh, it will actually do you some, some wonderful good mm-hmm. to maybe take a step back out of all the bad things that are happening, because right. the circumstances of some of these things were very bad. Right. 63 wasn't a great year for the Civil War, right? 77 wasn't a great year for the War of Independence. And yet our founders and our President Lincoln, President Trump during COVID are saying, hey, take a step back from the calamities of, you know, daily ups and downs. And let's take stock and thank God for what we have. Gratitude is regardless of circumstance. God is above and outside of those circumstances, and we're to be grateful of him no matter what. That's right. So, you know, we we could end with, with this thought from Philippians 4, 6, right? Be careful for nothing, hmm. but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us today. On Mission is a production of Maranatha Baptist University. Subscribe to On Mission on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to leave a review as this will help other growing leaders find these conversations. For information about our guests, previous episodes, and general information about On Mission or MBU, go to mbu.edu slash podcast. Join us again next week as we examine what keeps leaders on mission.